Ever wonder what it's like to be a part of the sex industry? Find out right now, Raw Fusion. Welcome to the King B's Raw Fusion Podcast. Strong show to flip to Now think of how many weeks shows you slept through uh, Time's up, I'm about to bless you with another season Another reason To cut on the TV and start the cheesing To get up on the phone and go call your friends And let them know the King B's Raw Fusion begins to sit on back and enjoy yourself I'll be your company, baby If you need a little help I took off for a while to revise the plan Got my focus on So I can check out the scam And open up my team Eliminate the fake And when got me a beat from Bobby Drake And now I'm back And it's better than you ever saw But enough talk Let's get raw A typical night at the club Let's get raw You don't want to fall in love Let's get raw And got the fusion in your blood Let's get raw And to my ladies and my thugs Let's get raw And to the haters on the scene Let's get raw Don't be mad cause we got green Let's get raw You should be trying to make the team Let's get raw Cause we taking everything Let's get raw Raw fusion Today's show promises to be very, very interesting. We have someone with us here that's going to give us some insight into the sex industry. Her name is Coralyn Jewell. How are you, sweetheart? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I appreciate you coming through today. Absolutely. (laughs) You were a skater. Yes. So my background is born in South Africa and I moved to the United States when I was three years old and I was a figure skater growing up and Olympic hopeful for South Africa was my ultimate goals as a child. Mm. And then things took a turn. (laughs) Let's just say. We see it took a turn. (laughs) Oh, it did. That's for sure. (laughs) I was listening to your podcast, which is the Hanky Panky podcast. That's correct. And you were talking about how you got started going from being an Olympic hopeful to being a porn actress. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Tell us, um, tell us how that happened. Because that's okay. kind of far away, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, I, um, as you know, I wrote a book because, you know, when I looked back on all my experiences, I thought, how does an immigrant from South Africa who was, you know, raised in a good household with two, you know, both parents and, um, you know, the goals of being a figure skater Olympic hopeful for South Africa. And then I ended up getting a college degree in theatrical production. So how does that lead me into working as a director in the porn industry and then an adult performer, ultimately then running a swingers club, writing a book about all of it, working in a brothel and now, you know, doing my podcast and lifestyle coaching and seminars and all of that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's pretty, (laughs) it's pretty interesting how I went from one to the other, but in a nutshell, how did I get into the porn industry was really just starting as a director in Los Angeles um, on the, so I started on the other side of the camera first. So I was a production assistant, then director, then camera operator. And I realized that I was spending hours upon hours on set and these girls were coming in, shooting for an hour, leaving and getting paid triple of what I would make in three days. So I decided Mm. to make the switch. (laughs) So it was a business decision. It was a business decision at the time I was divorced. And so I was, you know, taking, you know, doing what I could to take care of my kids and still be home with my kids because they were young at the time. However, um, you know, growing up with a degree in theatrical production and growing up as a figure skater, I was always a performer. And so, you know, whenever I'm watching these girls perform or when I was, you know, if I go to a theatrical show, I critique it and I'm thinking how I would choreograph it differently and how I would do the scenery differently or the props or the lines or whatever it is. And so for me, I just really, you know, um, made the switch to go in front of the camera and I don't regret it. I really enjoy it. I still do shoot today. Now, this is kind of how we mesh a little bit, but I'm kind of the opposite. So I started out as an actor, okay, uh, not doing porn, but an, an actor. And I realized who had the power and the control and ultimately the money, and it was the people behind the camera in my field. Um, okay, interesting. So that's when I started directing. I started out, I did like, um, I want to say six films as, a, as an actor. And then, then I said, well, shit, I could write this. 
I'm not interested. So, <laughs> so you and this. I switch. We, we switch spots. Yeah. We so, spots. well, different positions. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I was saying I was, I'm getting ready to do a documentary as my next um, step right now with my career. And so you and I were talking about that previously about maybe, you know, having you jump on board with that. That would be an interesting project to work on together. Yeah, it would be an interesting project. to work on. <laughs> Look, I, I remember and it's fascinated me. I think one of the things about Raw Fusion when I started my TV show and doing like interviews, it's kind of my curiosity. I'm very curious about a lot of things. There was this show on HBO, Real Sex, and that was some yep. of the weirdest shit ever on that right? show. <laughs> it's, it's, oh yeah, it's different. And I wanted to kind of see how that world was, particularly like swingers that interest me, how people get turned on by watching their mate fuck somebody else. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting to me. Well, so, a lot of um, a lot of, you know, what I do. So the reason I wrote the book and the reason I'm doing the podcast and the reason that I do, you know, blogging and I do um, um, getting ready to do my documentary and all of that. And the reason I go and I do seminars and motivational motivational speaking and lifestyle coaching is because a lot of people view it just as that they say, oh, swingers, they're just a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend that just go to fuck another husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. And there's actually so many different aspects of the swinger lifestyle. So there's, you know, you always hear about the ultimate hunt for the unicorn. So that's a couple that wants to have that threesome experience with a female. And that's the, Mm -hmm. you know, the ultimate goal, if that's what they're looking for. Then you hear the hot wife term, hot wifing. And that's where a couple, he just wants to watch his wife with another man. And he doesn't want to even get involved. And then there's, you know, there's things, there's cuckolding where a husband or a boyfriend wants to watch their wife and be, you know, in a corner, um, being submissive, maybe even in a chastity device. Um, then there's the voyeurs, people that just go to lifestyle swinger events and they just want to watch and then go home and be with their partner. And then there's the ones that go and are exhibitionists and just want to be watched. Um, so there's so many, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but there's so many different different aspects of what we know as the swinger lifestyle lifestyle or consensual non-monogamy. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then it, then it branches out to kink and BDSM and polyamory. And I mean, there's so many different alternative relationship styles now that yeah. people are starting to be able to be more open minded about accepting it and um, telling people that they're involved in this alternative lifestyle. Now you have so. a group of yes. swingers. It's 18,000 18,000 yes. people. Yeah, yes. It's <laughs> a lot of fucking people. It is. I know. And they all expect that I should remember their names when they show up to check in for a party. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, I, know, right? um, I was in. But I was I with was you actually, last week. You should know my name. Well, it's funny because I'm like, sometimes they'll walk in and I'll say, hi, you guys, welcome to Hanky Panky. Is this your first time with us? And they're like, no, our 17th. And I go, I'm just fucking with you. My door guy will take care of you. And I turn around and I'm like, I don't have a clue who they are quickly. <laughs> so, but, um, but I started the club in 2011. I was actually a dancer um, in Southern California in Palm Springs. And um, the owner of the building had said to the manager of the building, would you be interested in doing a lifestyle swinger event here? And that's kind of how my whole career began. My husband and I dabbled in the lifestyle the last year of our marriage. And it ultimately is the reason that we got divorced. And so a lot of people always say to me, why would you stay in this lifestyle? And why would you start a club when ultimately you were married to your husband for 10 years together, 14, two children, and your marriage ended because of the lifestyle? And, you know, my answer is that um, the lifestyle gives you a sense of community, um, non-judgment, you know, and and I had established my friends and my community was in the lifestyle. And so just because I got divorced from it didn't mean that I was going to leave, you know, those people that I felt comfortable being around. So. Right. um, So so they started the club in 2012. Okay, You do have single people that come and just watch. You have that. Yes. So I'm one with a couple. No, no, I'm. Nope, I'm one of the I'm one of the clubs that I allow single males, single females, and couples. 
um, you have to have a profile on my website and you have to have a photograph on my website, but you don't have to show your face if they're looking for discrepancy. However, um, my biggest thing is being respectful. Um, mm -hmm. I actually get messages. A lot of times people will say to me uh, something along the lines of, you know, if you would picture submit and tell people they have to be under the age of 35, you'll get a lot better looking people. And my attitude is like, you can see the door right there. Go leave it, you know, go out that door because, um, well, because, you know, everybody, else, you know, you know, that saying everybody's got a different cup of tea. So someone might like the sexy little Latino girl. Somebody might want the tall, blue, blonde, blue eyed woman. You know, I'm I'm five feet. I've got brown hair, blue eyes and I've got a butt like you cannot imagine. So, you know, so if I'm not somebody's type, why can't I be there? You know what I mean? So I don't judge on on looks or race or nationality or gender or anything. You just have to be over the age of 21 because we do have them bring their own alcohol. BYOB. BYOB, that is correct. BYOB, BYOP. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I know, right? Do you ever participate? So, in, when uh, I am when I am hosting an event, I really do not because okay. you know we've we had a situation. We, we've had somebody have a stroke. We've had somebody fall. We've had somebody have a heart attack. So, I need to be on alert at all times. Um, we even do like complete hotel takeovers at a clothing optional resort. And even though it's clothing optional, I'm still wearing a bathing suit and a tank top in case I have to run out or if the police show up or if there's some kind of emergency that I have to deal with. So. So I don't participate um, when the party's over like 2 a.m., just depending on, you know, what's happening or where I am. Then at that point, if everything is good to go, then I might play. But ultimately, it's just a job for me when I'm at my events. I'm sorry. I just I kind of checked out when you said <laughs> heart attacks and strokes. Yeah, I fucking oh. that much in there that they're getting heart attacks and strokes. You better watch yourself. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you might hear here's 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 a. It's not a funny story, but I woke up on a Sunday morning and there was a couple that was gone at like 8 a.m. and I said to everybody else like, "Where'd they go?" And they said, oh, my God, you're not going to believe it. He had a stroke while he was fucking her this morning. And I'm like, are you, you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Wow. And the girl said, the woman who told me, she said, hey, thank God it wasn't when he was fucking me last night. I was like, oh, my God, you guys. But thank God he is OK, full recovery. And he comes to my they come to my events all the time. But, you know, there's there's yeah. things like that. <laughs> is that good that you have to come back even after having a stroke? Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. I mean, I can say that, you know, that's that's kind of why I wrote my book, because um I have seen it all. Well, you know what? I always say that. I say, I think I've seen it all and heard it all between requests that I received at the brothel, webcamming requests, custom videos, um, you know, things that I see in the lifestyle. And then ultimately somebody will shock me and something different that'll happen and I'll be like, oh my God. So no, I have not seen it all. <laughs> it's I'm crazy. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that's just, <laughs> wow. Okay. That's great. That's, I mean, damn it. I think <sighs> you have a heart attack. You might want to give it up, buddy. But hey, you know what he, I mean? Go well, ahead. he was, he's young. Yeah. I mean, but we've had, you know, um, it's also, it gets really hot out there, like 120 degrees sometimes, you know? So I make my, uh -huh. my bartenders are constantly going around with water and making sure yeah. everybody's staying hydrated because they're drinking all day in the sun at the pool and then they're partying at night. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of a, a rundown on how the swinger community works and how it ventures out to different aspects of alternative relationships. And then, you know, how my club works because everybody's got different rules for their club. Some people don't allow singles. Some do some people, um, you know, for my events, I cater my events. I bring in a cater. I just, the way I describe my event is imagine that you're going to a wedding with the option that if you want to play and go have sex, you have a place to do it safely and in a clean environment. So mm -hmm. I provide playrooms, I provide sheets, towels, condoms, lube. Um, I have security, I have staff, I have catering, I have DJ entertainers, brought in sword swallowers, comedians. So really it's just, you know, and then we do like little theme nights so or themes during the day and just gives the people a chance to be themselves without the judgment and experience fantasies or fetishes that they might have, you know, wanted to but felt that they were being disapproved for it <laughs> sword swallowers uh well don't swallow that sword too fast because we have more coming up with coral and jewel right here on raw fusion previously on raw fusion 
They talk shit to me, oh, this, 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 you on the radio, this, that, do this and do that, do that. And I say, well, first of all, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that we don't hold some culpability in what happens out here. But I say, but at the same time, are you parenting your children? Because I work for said station that you talk about, try to talk crazy about, but it's funny how my kids don't ain't out here doing that shit. Right. They ain't out here wilding out. My thing is, is this, there should be adult records. The problem is, is you're letting your five-year-old child listen child, to listen adult to records. <laughs> right. Don't miss a minute of King B's Raw Fusion. Make sure you subscribe for free to King B's Raw Fusion podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to check out some of our films, you can do so at patreon.com slash king b and as always king b's raw fusion podcast is sponsored by the indycity.com if you like independent artists or independent products or you're just independent like me check out the indycity.com t-h-e-i-n-d-y-c-i-t-y.com raw fusion you were telling me that you have an interesting lube coming out i do in fact right before you and i started i was sitting here working with the company right now on the bottle design i am we are trade it's already been trademarked and developing a cbd personal lubricant there's going to be three different levels of it and level one has been tested and is good to go so now we're just the logo's done trademarking's done we're just trying to pick the bottle and um mm. it is it is amazing i gave I had them send me like eight bottles and I put them in little containers and gave them out at one of my hanky panky events. And I asked all mm -hmm. my guests to just give me feedback, negative, positive. Did they, did it taste funny? Did it smell funny? Did it make them go numb? Did it make the orgasm more intense? And everybody, everybody was like, oh my God, this stuff's amazing. Except for my one girlfriend. She said it made her husband come too fast. And I said, no, it's just because you don't fuck your husband enough. But <laughs> she didn't like that. <laughs> Oh, but yes, I'm excited about that. If you want to get become a member of this this club, where do you go? What website? So I always tell people the easiest thing to do, everything um, branches out from my website. So my Coraline, C-O-R-A-L-Y-N, and then Jewel, just like a Jewel, J-E-W-E-L.com. On there, they can link to all my press releases, my podcasts, um, and then they can link to the hankypankypodcast.com page. That's got all of um, my blogs and interviews and how they can contact me. And then under events on the Coral and Jewel page is how they can access um, my um, Hanky Panky Lifestyle page, which is the Swinger events. And then I also have the CBD Lube will be on there shortly. Um, and then I recently developed a Hanky Panky Lifestyle uh, card game. And that's also trademarked. And that is um, kind of an icebreaker, like a truth or dare, kind of as easy as way to describe it for events and stuff like that, or house parties where couples, you know, want to get started on having some fun, but they don't really know how to get started. So our game does that for them. It's really cool. Okay. So we just okay. we just released that as well. Now, you said that your marriage ended because of this lifestyle. I was watching some movie and it was basically that, you know, they they went out and uh, joined a club and things happened and some things kept happening outside right. of the club and with yep. uh, extra, extra hookups and things of that nature with the same people that they met in the club and mm -hmm. they broke up and in the end, of course, <laughs> they got back together because it's Hollywood and I can't just tell the real truth and just leave it there. Right, what, exactly. How, how many times do you see people break up because of this? A lot. And so this is the thing. I mean, I anybody that's listening as an, and is intrigued by the swinger lifestyle community, the BDSM community, uh, polyamory, I really encourage people to read my book. It's a short read. It's 138 pages. And then I encourage people to go to the Hanky Panky podcast page and read mm -hmm. the blogs because there are things well there are couples out there that for example there are couples that have been married 18 years and they are completely fine letting their partner go do what's called a hall pass and they're okay with saying friday night you go out on a date with somebody i'll go out on a date with somebody and then we come back and tell each other our naughty stories 
I think that that is playing with fire. I think that you are opening up the door to having an emotional connection with that other person. And mm-hmm. again, you know, everybody's entitled to make their own choices and everybody's entitled to experience as they want to experience. But I always caution people that you as a couple are in this lifestyle as a couple to in to enhance your excitement and your fantasies together. And so for me, um, you know, if I'm wanting to play with another person and my partner is with me, I want to hold his hand. I want him to be on the bed. I want him to be involved in touching me as well. I don't want to know that he's left to another room or, and that's ultimately what happened with my husband is that we didn't, we got involved in the lifestyle in 2010. So we really didn't have any way to turn to or any guidance. And we made a ton of mistakes and we broke a ton of rules. And um, we would have separate room play, which means he would go into a room with a female and I would go into the room with the male. We also were exclusive with a couple. And when you're exclusive with a couple, now you're opening that door for that emotional connection. And ultimately that's what happened. Um, I found out that he was um, seeing her, seeing this woman who was married to her husband outside of when we were all four together. And um, that's what ended our marriage. So I, I, I encourage people, you're you're in this to experience your fantasies together you need to communicate sometimes you might want to go to an event and you might say that you are completely fine with full swap that's having sex versus soft swap which would just be oral and maybe in the middle you look over and your husband is pounding the shit out of some girl and you just your heart breaks i tell my you know i tell my um my my um clients that are you know going through lifestyle coaching with me you are entitled to say i am so sorry but we have to stop and you stop the sex and you leave. You apologize and you leave. You've got to communicate with your partner or you're gonna go down a slippery slope. Yeah, but if you're about to come and, and, and he <laughs> says, hey, we gotta stop. You best, you, <laughs> That's you, no, you, another you, argument on the way home. Like, I was just, you, give me five more Yeah, well, 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 no, 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 <laughs> Pull up those pants and out the door you go. I mean, I always talk about a really funny experience I had with a boyfriend of mine who um, was not in the lifestyle and he entered it with me. And we had not played with another couple for like the first year and a half of our relationship to establish a connection with each other. And we were at an event one night, um, not not one of my events in Las Vegas. And we met a couple. They were cool. We went back to the room. We were on the same same room, but separate beds. And I just remember that within like a minute of starting to play, she made this like screaming orgasm sound. And then she was like, I love you to my boyfriend. And her husband looked at me and he goes, did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, what do we do? And he's like, ignore it. And I'm like, okay. Anyways, we went off to do our thing for 45 minutes, stopped, looked over and they were watching us. And I said to my boyfriend, I said, are you done? And he goes, we never started. So that was a really good learning experience for me that he should have said, you know, hey, honey, we need to go. Like something's not right here. And we found out later that that was a complete fake screaming orgasm of hers just to piss her husband off. And my boyfriend did not even touch her, didn't even put a hand on her. Wow. So it was interesting. It was one of my first times of um, being in that kind of experience where I said to my boyfriend, in future, you stop me. And he said, well, you were having fun. And I said, it doesn't matter doesn't matter we're in this together so that's Mm. another lesson learned how many crazy ass people do you uh encounter (laughs) like that like really i i i i I think of maybe the possibility i envision someone getting a hold to someone else and you know stalking them or or some crazy shit like that that how how many how many crazy stories have you maybe not in your group but you know, just this crazy is, ass so stories. this is the this is the interesting part of being in the lifestyle and um being in the adult industry is that the crazies that i've dealt with in my life and all mm-hmm. the stories in my book about you know the backstabbing and the lack of morals have all come from my regular what we would call we call it vanilla friends so not adult lifestyle, not adult um, industry or lifestyle. I mean, of course, I've seen crazy everywhere. We're always going to see crazy. But, um, you know, reading reading my book, you know, people realize that, wow, um, my connections in the, in the lifestyle are lifelong friendship connections and my connections in the adult industry are lifelong friendship connections. And then people that I've known since the seventh grade are the ones that will turn around and stab their backs in a heartbeat or stab my, you know, stab me in the back of my heartbeat. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I actually wrote an article last night because um, I write my blogs every week. And um, okay. 
you know, um, in a nutshell, my article is about, you know, letting people know that when they think that they have these fetishes or these fantasies, whatever it may be, that a lot of times people are ashamed, too scared to talk to anybody, and they think they're the only one. And the fact of the matter is that there's hundreds of thousands of people out there that have the same fetishes and fantasies. And mm -hmm. it's time that we, we accept people for them. So mm -hmm. that's my ultimate goal with everything that I'm doing in my career. <laughs> Back with more freaky shit. Coral and Jewel right after this is Raw Fusion. If you love Raw Fusion and you want more, go to theindycity.com, click the King B's Raw Fusion link, and subscribe for the exclusive content for just $5 a month. You can get your VIP pass for exclusive content, the secrets and such, right there at theindycity.com. Raw Fusion. Now, of course, I do prep for these things. Oh boy, here it goes. And so uh, I went online and I did see one of your videos. Um, oh, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Well, I had fun. Um, well, which one? Now I now I now I'm curious. Which which one did you get to enjoy? Let's see if it was oh, one shit. of my favorites. You just tell me what oh, I'm wearing. Shit. You made a phone call to some dude, and he came over, and and uh. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm wearing a blue dress, and I called uh, Dial a Dick. Yeah, I don't even remember any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. I don't remember what you were wearing. I remember you. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny anything, how but... a, see a woman will remember? I'll I can remember, um, the whole scene, what I said, where I was, what hotel, and you can just remember seeing me get pounded. <laughs> yeah, that's very much it. That's you know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how a man's mind male. works in a woman. Oh, yeah. I'm a man, you know what I mean? Like you know, <laughs> fuck what you're wearing. I keep telling people, like I keep telling women, that's it's funny, funny fuck how what much, you're wearing. Right? It's it's really it, it's funny how much time and energy they put into the clothing that they're gonna wear, and oh, he's gonna love this and blah blah blah. No, take this shit off. I don't give a damn <laughs> if you. I mean, of course for. Uh, uh, doing the scene, you gotta do what you gotta do. But in in real life, uh, you know, yeah, you, want your, you can come you in want a holy T-shirt. Oh my God, you're matter. funny. Take no, shit you off. want your you want your lady dressed nice and beautiful so that while you're at dinner, you can undress her with your eyes and then you take her home. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I just naked is the best. I know you got shit to sell, but the truth of the matter oh is, is that naked is the best. And just take this shit off. I don't even remember what the fuck you were. Oh my wearing. god, was, you're you know, funny. Get to the okay. Sex. So uh, when I, so you're you're in Chicago, right? Yes. Is that where you are? Okay. So when I come yeah. to Chicago for Exotica, uh, we're gonna have to go to a swingers event and have dinner naked then. Because otherwise, you're just gonna be staring at me, going, "Hurry and take your fucking clothes off." So we might as well just start out naked. <laughs> um, you getting yourself? Are you objecting? You understand that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not getting naked for nothing. <laughs> oh, goodness! Oh, okay. Just the lady has to be naked. I see. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I'm just saying that if I'm getting naked, it's for a reason, a good one too. Um, dinner, dinner. No, damn the dinner. <laughs> I got your dinner right here. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, we just rated this show R. Off we go. Hey, this is Raw Fusion. Raw Fusion. Um, yeah, but wear condoms, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I did check it out. What I always... Um, there's a couple of things. And again, I'm curious. It's probably going to ruin... Um, the fantasy, I suppose. But hell, um, I'm gonna ask the questions anyway. Go right ahead. When you're doing the scenes beforehand, are there any times where you kind of just meet the person first time, don't know anything about them, like it's already prearranged, you know that they're clean or whatever, you know, right? Because industry standard. But you've never met them or talked to them or any of that. Is that I would ever say the case? Oh. Absolutely. I mean, when I got into the industry, I would say that 80% of my work and my scenes was either the agent had, my agent had arranged it. So I had never met the male talent or the director of the company, or 
um, if I answered an ad on an online um, like sexy jobs or something like that, I may have spoken with the um, company on the phone or the talent on the phone. But 80% of the time it's you walk in and you're meeting somebody for the very first time. Do you have like a conversation with them? So, beforehand? so let me, let me break down how it kind of works um, in the adult industry. So, you okay. know, the more that you, know, when you, when you, when you walk in and you, you know, you meet the talent and you meet the director, you start with all your paperwork. That's your IDs, your 2257 compliant form, your model releases, all this kind of stuff. And then mm -hmm. um, some sets will do what's called pretty girls. Pretty girls are the images of the girl alone first. And then some scenes that, you know, if it's a bigger company, then the next side of pictures is the pictures of you with the male talent um, in the various positions that they are going to request from you to do in your scene. So mm -hmm. that's all posed. And that way you kind of know the direction of what the scene's going. But you're on set for quite a while normally before you even get started shooting. So it gives you the chance to establish a connection with your talent. Because I think that ultimately a, a scene is only believable if you really can see some chemistry between the male and the female. Um, mm -hmm. Every scene that I've done, honestly, um, every single scene that I've done, um, I have no complaints and everybody's really been pretty amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. One scene I did, and I'm not gonna say any names, but uh, the male talent mm -hmm. and I, we just, we just didn't click. He just, he was in a grumpy mood and he had a headache and he was, you know, kind of being an asshole to me. And, you know, we went through the scene and then we went back to the hotel and I said to him, I said, you know, you're being a real dick. And he said, I'm so sorry or whatever. And then the next night they wanted me to film again with the same talent. And I was very reluctant to do so because, you know, once you shoot something, that's, that's it. It's on the internet and it's out there. And I don't want bad stuff out there. You know, I don't want people to see that there is no chemistry. However, things changed on night two and he was in a much better mood and it was an amazing scene. But yeah, so you establish that connection with them and that makes it for more of a believable um, scene. <laughs> There's a rolling theme around here. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, okay. So I get that. My films, <laughs> and I work with a lot of comedians in my film and, and, and films, and okay. they gave me a lot of shit uh, because typically there's a love scene somewhere in there. Um, and I'm involved in it. <laughs> now now I got to go find that one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to go search well, for that yeah. when we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, it's, 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 uh, those scenes are very interesting. You know, I had one uh, young lady who was in one of the films, and I'm not going to say which one, but, you know, we were, we were friends beforehand. And, uh, and she was, a little bit apprehensive on how far it would go simply okay. because, well, I mean, we had a, a real friendship and, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming there was attraction on her part and I can honestly say there was on mine. So okay. what kind of dynamic that would, what kind of turn that could make the, our friendship go afterwards? And I told her, baby, it's not going to be... <laughs> <laughs> it's not as sexy as you think it is. You know what I mean? We're, you got a camera over here. Uh, exactly. You, know, you, you you start cut cut. Oh no! Let's do this. Uh, wait, hold on. Okay. Yeah. How's the lighting? All right. Yep. Yeah. And exactly. Exactly. Action. It's a lot of stop. <laughs> a lot of stop and go. I always right. tell. I, I get. I get daily. Um, you know, I get messages on my Pornhub page and all my different. Um, social media and you know all those things many vids only fans of men saying that they want to shoot a porn and they think they'd be a good porn star and you know I always try to really explain to people that porn is ultimately easier for the woman because we can fake an orgasm but you guys can't fake a hard on and you can't fake a cum shot like although cum shots are faked on in the industry but that's a secret <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, even when I would, when I was starting out as behind the scenes as the camera operator and directing, I remember numerous times being like, cut, cut, cut. I'm seeing your asshole to the guy. I don't want to see your asshole turn. The lighting looks awful. There's a shadow over there, you know, and he's going, please just let me fucking stop stopping me. But it's like, no, you look awful and I can't, I don't like looking at your ass. So, um, yeah, so it's a lot of stop and go depending on where, who you're shooting with and stuff like that. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm picturing it through the lens of a filmmaker as well. So it's like, that's fucking hilarious. It um, is hilarious. And it's funny because you really are when you when you're holding the camera and you're looking mm -hmm. down on what's going on and you're seriously, you can't even look at the entire scene because you can just see the guy's ass crack. It just doesn't work for me. <laughs> Not my thing. Okay, more after this with Corlin Jewell on Raw Fusion. TheIndieCity.com. If you like independent clothing brands, independent art, or just things that are independent, then check out TheIndieCity.com. There's clothing, art, and more all right there at TheIndieCity.com. T-H-E-I-N-D-Y-C-I-T-Y.com. TheIndieCity.com is a proud sponsor of the King B. Raw Fusion Podcast. Raw fusion. Um, Did I leave the you other speechless? thing? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying not to ruin <laughs> certain certain things that I, you know <laughs> that interest me when I'm watching porn. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. I'm gotcha. I'm, I'm, op I'm open about the fact that hell, I'm a freak. Let's just put it like that. And That's cool. um, and you know, certain things. You know, it's just funny, like certain, sometimes you go through um, like uh, 72 porns before you find the one that's going to turn <laughs> oh my you God. right now. Like, it's like, nah. Uh -uh. You guys hear Start that? He one. says, not, not, not 69, 72 porn. <laughs> when, I, when I come to number 72, I'm like, okay, fucker, just pick something. Oh my God. That's the one. Yeah, you know. So, you want to know what's interesting? I have never watched a porn from beginning to end, including my own ever. Wow, really? It's not my, yeah, it's not my thing. Maybe because, but even before I was in the industry, I was never really into it. So it's interesting. But I do have my, my turn-ons. I do have my freak behind closed doors as well. I think we all do. I really, I don't think I've watched too many. Well, if it's a long form one. Because uh, once, once the deed is done, baby, I turn that shit off. Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. It's amazing how after you come, like before you come, it's like, you know, you want the nastiest, freakiest shit ever. And then <laughs> you, you, you come and you're like, turn this shit off. This is disgusting. Oh, oh my God, that's funny. Oh my God. It's so funny, but it's so true. It's so yeah. true. I mean, I can just be this naughty little girl behind closed doors saying, you know, make me your slut and look at everybody watching me while you're fucking the shit out of me. And as soon as I come, I'm like, okay, off, off, off. I've got to go shower. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh shit. I can't believe I'm that person. Shit. <laughs> um, but so have you, or do you know of anyone that has such a good time on set that they end up continuing later on off camera? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that, 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 that happens. There's a lot of, um, well, first of all, I think there's a lot of, um, uh, people in the t in the in adult industry talent that um, it's very difficult for us to date um, mm. in the vanilla world. Okay, so even so, for me when I was divorced and then um, trying to get back onto the dating scene, that was a very difficult thing for me to do. And then I was like, okay, well maybe if I date somebody that's involved in the lifestyle community, they're going to be more accepting of understanding that the adult industry is just my job. But ultimately, there was still jealousy there as well. Um, and so a lot of talent end up kind of dating the other talent because you you get each other and you get each other's careers and jobs and you know that it's just um, just sex. Um, but for me personally, I do not combine business and pleasure, whether it's in my lifestyle community with people that come to my events or um, when I go to set to shoot anything, whether it's a camera operator, director, whatever it may be. Um, very good at separating the two. It, uh, <laughs> see, this is this here. It is. It's ruining it for me. Um, but I'm gonna have. But I'm gonna have dinner naked with you when I come to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bet. Um, <laughs> uh, but but. Aww, do you enjoy bad. it? Like no 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 no. I, I'm 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 trying to you know. Is it is it really all bullshit in acting or is it? Do you really enjoy this shit? Like, you so, know. um, so I'm gonna give you two different sides of that. Um, 
there are a lot of women and men that show up on set ultimately for the paycheck at the end of the day. Okay. So they mm -hmm. will fake it or do whatever they need to do. And it's very much just business. And that was um, a lot of, I say that when I say business for me, you know, it's yes, let's shoot the scene because I've got to get home and I've got to pick the kids up from daycare and I got to go to the bank before six and get groceries, et cetera. However, mm -hmm. for me, what I was saying earlier is ultimately I want to shoot a good scene. And in order to shoot a good scene, I've got to make that connection with my male talent or my female talent. And um, I have to and I and I want to enjoy it. Sexual sex is enjoyable. And so I want to enjoy it. So I would say that really for me, let's say 85% of the times that I have shot a scene, um, I actually did come on camera and I did enjoy shooting the scene. There's that 15% of where it just wasn't working. You know, it's really hard for the guy if they can't stay hard and then we have to stop the camera and then they have to, you know, go by themselves and get themselves hard again. And then sometimes they want your help and sometimes they don't want your help and then they're embarrassed. And all I'm thinking at that point is, fuck, we've been on set four hours, hurry the hell up. But, you know, <laughs> but it just depends. But everybody- So for different. like, for a- how long are porn scenes now? Like, you know, again, oh I get the shit off things as have, I get through. Uh, things have changed, long, you know? Things have changed. I mean, you, I did. How long do we shoot for? I'll give you the. So, for, I was going to say, like, you know, there's a. I interviewed someone for my podcast, um, um, Eric Edwards, which, if anybody's listening, you should go look at this one. But he's 75 years old now, and he is like a legend in the industry. And he was a talent and a director and has shot like 2,000 scenes and movies and in in what they call the golden era a porn was actually like a feature film and it had a plot and it had camera operators yeah. and a green room and now you know we know with the internet so readily available um how long is a porn scene somebody could do a three-minute blowjob and throw it up on their cell phone cameras on their pornhub page um but realistically if i go to set to shoot like a boy girl scene for let's say score Okay, or private society. Those are two I just recently shot for. Um, say four hours on set. About, four about two hours. hours. On set. Yeah, but I mean, like well, how private much, society. How much fucking? Like, let's let's, let's keep it one. Yeah. How oh much, yeah. How much fucking? Minutes. 40, 40, 40, 45 40 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And that's actually in cut down to so like a thirty minute scene or a porn would probably take you about an hour fucking. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, they're, they're sometimes they're changing lights and angles or they're sweating or we take pizza breaks or <laughs> it's it's definitely an interesting world. I mean, I did a something I learned recently a, a year ago before COVID started. I did an anal scene for score and the director said, tomorrow, do you want me to have gummy bears on set for you? And I'm like, yeah. why would you have gum? I, I was thinking marijuana gummy bears. I was so confused why he was offering me marijuana. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't do that. I don't. And he's like, you don't want gummy bears to suck on. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if you and I are on the same page. What do you mean? <laughs> and yeah. This is so some kind like, of new toy. Like, it's a, it's a, so I learned it's like a trick of the trade because when you do an anal scene, you have to prep for that. And most women don't eat the day of the scene. And so um, in order to not feel lightheaded, you're sucking on gummy bears, which take a long time to go through your system. So there's mm. the trick of the gummy bears. While everybody else mm. is eating pizza, I'm sucking on bears. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like torture. Uh, this is right? real work. It is <laughs> work. It's hard. You're sweating. It's crazy. It's Exactly. I'd I always tell people, why don't you come and watch on set one day and then you'll understand. Come watch a scene. No, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> I think, no, I'm serious because part of the, um, even though I'm in the industry, on the other side. Um, yeah. The part of the wonderment, that's why I never divulge certain secrets. Yeah. Because I think part of it is the fantasy and that's why I was taking the pause because I'm like, I don't want to change my porn experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have to, you know, I, I, you know, I want to have some of the mystery, but then I'm just so goddamn curious. It's like, you know what I mean? And I have you here, so I'm going to ask. But yeah, um, you know, there's some things that, some secrets that, you know, just in the film world that I'm in. Um, yeah, I don't tell. Because, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But it comes down, yeah. ultimately, it comes down to the talent, their experience, how many times have they shot together, the connection that they have. Um, 
and um, then your scene is more believable. And like I said, I mean, I really have enjoyed shooting almost everything I've shot. And there's like maybe two in my head that I can think back and say, "Ugh, that wasn't a good one." But I've shot like a hundred. You shot a hundred. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Is there anything that you don't do or don't want to do? Yes, um, I am not really into the BDSM kink world. So spanking me, um, face fucking me, um, you know, like hard face fucking, uh, not my mm-hmm. thing. So I, I usually turn down jobs like that. I am, I am bisexual. You got spanked in the one that I saw. <laughs> I did? Spank that hmm. ass. Spank that oh, ass. Yeah, Your ass was red. Yeah, he yes. did. And I was mad at him afterwards. But um, Really? Yes. Yeah, but not that mad. No, but I don't do like, I mean, I don't know if you guys, if you've seen like uh, kink.com, like they'll, they'll like hang the girls from the ceiling and like, and, the, yeah. and that's the kind of stuff I won't do. Um, yeah. I just shot my first DP scene ever. Um, and that was fine. Um, I have not done double a gangbang. Double penetration bang. for those. That was don't. a double penetration. Yep. Yeah. I have not done a gangbang yet. I'm, I don't know if I would, I would maybe do that behind closed doors, but not in a scene. Um, You're talking about more than, more than two. Yeah. Days. Yeah, more okay. like where you where you're like the only girl and they take turns with you. I have not yeah. done a bukkake scene yet, which is where multiple men are around you and you're sucking their dicks and giving them hand jobs and they all come all over your face. And mm-hmm. I just recently shot my first um blow our glory hole scene, which was, you know, with the wall and then the hole. Um so yeah, I Did don't you, do the crazy you know, kids. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before <laughs> we go on from that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the wall and the dick and the hole. Okay, yes. Yeah, because I've seen a few of those. Um, here, it, uh, damn it! Here it goes again. Do you do you do you know who these guys are? Well, for that one, yes. So that was just the male talent who was also the camera operator and me on set. So went in, met, uh, did all the paperwork, went through what we were going to do on the scene, and then we got started. Um, and the then fuck? wait, wait, wait! How is he the camera operator? Oh, because he had, he had cameras on the cameras on a tripod on the left, cameras on the tripod on the right, and then over the wall staring down at me was another camera. So I would look okay. up at that every once in a while. And then that camera actually fell on my head and almost hit him in so we had to we had to break and then roll that again. But um but there are people, there are like there are um companies and the girls do not know which men are behind that wall and once she blows one then they bring the next guy in then she blows him and so on and so on and sees how many she can do in a scene i have not done that either see i'm really innocent I'm getting the answers and still <laughs> and still keeping the, the the fantasy alive this is quite interesting actually um, <laughs> my audience is probably oh learning God. about me that some shit that they don't really need to know um <laughs> <laughs> When you started, I mean, what 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 made you what made you want to do this? Um, so, remember what I told you was that um, I was married to my husband. We had started to get involved in the lifestyle. I at mm-hmm. the time was running a fitness company for children. I was a mobile fitness trainer that would go to preschools and do um, exercise and music to movement classes for kids. And mm-hmm. my husband approached me and said, um, it was in two thousand and eight, I believe, when the housing market and all of that happened. And so my husband said, how's your fitness company doing? And I said, not good, because all the daycares were shutting down because parents were losing their jobs. And so he told Mm. me that women sell their underwear online. And that Mm. is, you know, that is the ultimate, um, that, that sentence is what started everything because the next day I researched it and sure enough, women had websites, you know, buy my juicy panties. And that led to me building a website and a merchant account uh, processing um, payment system. And then um, mm-hmm. customers started coming in asking for, can can I do a custom video in the panties? Will I show my face in the panties? Will I have sex with my husband in the video and send it to them for custom videos? And so that's what kind of got me on that Sexy Jobs website, which I then got hired to be um, behind the scenes on porn first. But that's how okay. it all started. So if he ever gets mad or anything, it was his fault. He should never have come to me in the bathtub and said women sell their underwear online. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he, he started that part. And then also, was it your idea to start with the swinging first or his? 
Um, so that all came from the panties and the custom videos. A customer had wanted to have um, another couple film me and my husband having sex together, and we'd never done that before. And so we decided to put an ad on Craigslist. And we found another couple and met them for dinner. We actually, our first experience have somebody having somebody film us was at the hotel that we got married at on our 10 year wedding anniversary. Freaking crazy. And we met wow. this couple and we were so nervous. They were nervous. Um, it didn't work. We went upstairs. The girl was filming us. She fell over, knocked over the lamp. My husband couldn't get hard. He was drunk. I was drunk. Um, but that's kind of how it all started because then my husband came to me a couple of days later and said that was hot having somebody film us while we were having sex. And do you want to see what the lifestyle is all or what the swinger world is all about? And that's how it all began. Again, so his he fault. started all this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and now and he's making all the money from it. Yeah, now he's remarried and he's vanilla as they come. And he, I don't even know if wow. he knows what I do. Well, my kids know so. <laughs> That's crazy. Interesting. The name of your book is? The name of my book is When the Ice Melts, the story of Coral and Jewel. And it is available again through my website um, on Kindle and goes through Amazon. And I also do autograph copies through my website. They says order, order autograph copy, click here. And we just did a audio version of it as well, which is my voice and a narrator's voice. So I got a lot done from June 15th when I released my book. Um, June 15th, 2020 is when my book released. And in that time now, we've done the podcast, the game, the lube, uh, working on the documentary. And the book's a number one international bestseller. So my career is moving in the right direction. I'm super excited. <laughs> You're working your ass off. I see that. I um, am. That is for sure. Check it out. It's the Hanky Panky Podcast <laughs> with Corlin Jewel. This has been fantastic. I probably could talk to you all day long about this shit. Right? Um, but I know you have more things to do. Thank you so much for coming through the show. Oh, and darling, I'll be watching. thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That was fun. Okay. And look for me on the Hanky Panky Podcast coming soon. Yes. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about because... Uh, you know. Um, oh, I'm going to uh, uh, I'm going to take you down a rabbit hole. I'm going to prepare for this one. So, that's um H A N K I E P A N K I E podcast.com and I think yours will we're going to interview next Wednesday and you and I will release um probably July 1st that first week just in time for great. the holiday. The holiday season. Summertime getting sweaty and sexy and fucking and um and sucking booses and fucking and sucking and licking and Sounds yeah. amazing. Okay. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Thank you, darling, for having me again today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sweetheart. It's time to talk some shit with King B on the King B's Raw Fusion Podcast. Brought to you by TheIndieCity.com. Well, that was fun. A lot of stigma is put on sex, but the truth is, it's good to have a healthy sex life. Of course, there's a time and a place for having such activities. But when we're adults, and truly adults, it's time to have a mature attitude towards sex. You may like this thing, someone else may like that thing, and guess what? It can all be okay. So, let your freak loose. <laughs> but please do so responsibly. I'm King B, and this is Raw Fusion. Raw Fusion.